0: This is Episode 197, Why You Neglect Your Self-Care with Joanne. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am coming to you from the East Coast, where I just finished teaching a beautiful workshop at Omega. And now we're out in Cornwall, Connecticut, visiting a dear friend of mine. You may even be able to hear some frogs in the background as I'm recording this in our cute little Airbnb here after teaching a workshop it was kind of like a mini retreat i'm always reminded of so many of the core issues that we all struggle with and something that i pretty much every human being struggles with is love at some point or another we had our heart broken we didn't have our needs met in the way we really needed it we didn't feel love we felt love was conditional we thought we had to earn love we didn't feel safe so we didn't feel love there's so many ways that our little hearts get broken. And because of that, we move farther and farther away from self-love. And as we've talked so much on this podcast about before, self-love really begins with reparenting ourselves, giving ourselves the love, the care, the attention, the safety, the nurturing that perhaps we didn't get, or even perhaps we did get, and then for some reason or another, we don't give it to ourselves, I see it over and over again. What shifts people's lives the most is when they heal the wounds where they didn't feel lovable, forgive themselves and forgive anyone else that contributed to that misunderstanding, and then really, really start to give themselves the love and acceptance that they truly deserve. And that's exactly what I coached Joanne on in this episode. She's a new mom and her self-nurturing practice and her self-care has kind of gone out the window. And she thinks maybe it's just because she's a new mom, but it goes much deeper than that. So as you're listening to this call, consider what kind of parent are you to yourself? Would you talk to or treat a child the way you talk to or treat yourself? How did you feel loved and nurtured by your parents? Are you giving yourself the love and nurturing that maybe they gave you to yourself or that they didn't give you to yourself? How did you not feel loved and nurtured? How can you start giving that to yourself? And when it comes to self-care and making time for yourself, do you find other to-dos take priority? Before we dive in, I want to share with you about my favorite way to pass time, especially when I'm traveling. Stefanos and I have a lot of travel coming up. And one of my favorite things to do when in the car or on the plane is listen to audiobooks. And we love listening to them together. Right now, we're listening to Breaking the Habit of Being You by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And the source for all our audiobooks is Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anyone else. Members also have unlimited access to more than a hundred audio guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business self-improvement memoirs, and more. Audible members also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post. With a convenient app, members can access Audible anytime. At the gym, while commuting like us, on the go, it's always easy to pick back up where they left off. And I really love listening to an audiobook with someone. And Audible makes it so easy to pause if you want to talk about something or ask a question and you don't have to pack a lot of books, which when traveling is super, super convenient because we're a bit of bookaholics. And if we tried to pack all the books that we wanted to take, our suitcases would be really, really heavy. So here is the call to action for you. This is a super special offer for my listeners. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals free. Visit audible.com slash over it or... Text over it to 500 500. Again, you get a free 30 day trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals free. Go to audible, A U D I B L E.com slash over it or text over it to 500 500. And now on to my coaching session with Joanne. Joanne, welcome to the show. How can I
1: help? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. What I've got is kind of been an ongoing, uh, I guess, challenge, one of a better word, for several years now, probably mostly since I became a mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um I just, with my self-nurturing practices, I'm finding it extraordinarily like frustrating to find and maintain like a regular routine. And it's more to the point where, where I, I literally come upstairs to go to my yoga mat to do my centering. And somehow I end up at my computer doing something else. Mm. And, I, and I'm like, how does that? I mean, I literally, it's so unconscious some days that it blows my mind. I'm just like, how, hang on a minute. I was coming up to meditate, I was coming up to do my yoga. And now I'm sitting here at the computer doing something else that's really not that important. Right. <laughs> and it also translates to, I feel like, just sort of, finding not finding the motivation I've got the motivation but continuing to maintain a routine like going to the gym and working out it's like there's something that comes in because I manage two businesses now it's like something always comes in that's more important than a self-nurturing practice and I just you know I have such good awareness around it it's like I know how beneficial it is and I've done it for many like 12 years but it's like just in the past couple of years I feel like it's really kind of got a stranglehold on me in terms of having an intention but then somehow getting sideswiped and ending up doing something completely different and mm-hmm. it's like how is that <laughs> I don't
0: understand what's happening <laughs> yeah why why <laughs> and so you said it shifted after you had your you had a son I had a little daughter great little daughter okay
1: yeah. and
0: you it shifted after that
1: I I feel yeah I feel like it's been since she was born which makes sense cuz obviously you know it's a hands-on job but you know, even when I was pregnant, it was a very consistent routine because it was like it was for my baby. Right. It's like I want to make sure I have a healthy pregnancy. But as soon as it seems like, you know, it's not for someone in particular, I kind of drop the ball, I feel like.
0: But before you had her, you were consistent about your self care, self nurturing practices?
1: Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I have a sense of what this may be. Do you have a sense of what it is?
1: I think I do, but I feel like it's kind of like bogged down and sort of a little bit of, yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, Well,
0: well, what is the sense that you do have about it?
1: It's like if it's for me, it's not as important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But somehow, yeah, the value of the practice goes down if it's just for me.
0: Mm -hmm. And if it's just for me, it's not important because? Mm, Because... (laughs)
1: because it's, I feel like there's like I should be doing something else like on on my husband's business or um I don't know it's like
0: so let's let's talk for a second about mom guilt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? Um I definitely feel like I've had some in the past. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have some good awareness around it, but it can become all consuming for sure. So talk to me about that. Spending time, you know, with my baby should really take precedence over, you know, the majority of other things, knowing that, you know, I still need me time and I do get that my husband's really supportive, um, in ensuring that I do get me time and things like that. But even in that me time, I find myself, you know, distracted and like, mm-hmm. okay, my intention was to do some spiritual work, but yet I find myself doing something else. mm mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's important. It's like following up on insurance issues. It's not like it's, you know, meaning, like meaningless stuff. I'm not just like scrolling through social media. It's it's always important, but it's like somehow I put that importance over. Over yourself. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it feels really
0: unconscious. Right. <laughs> sometimes. Right. So there's something here, and I think it's a combination of a couple of things, and this is something I see with a lot of moms, is that no matter what, they never feel like they're doing enough for their child and their family. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what. It's it's like this thing happens when you have a child where you feel so much love. It's unlike anything you've ever felt before. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like because it's so much, you, it feels like, how do I repay it? And again, this is not like a, a conscious thing, but because that love is just so overwhelming and so profound – there's this part that feels like we're never giving enough because we just mm-hmm. love so much and we just don't know what to do with all that love. Mm. So that's part one. And that's what leads a lot of moms to not do kind of the self nurturing practices because they think there's so many other things they think they should be doing
1: mm-hmm. to
0: be a good mom, to be a good wife, to keep up with the family, all of those things. So yes. the self-nurturing practices feel almost indulgent, even though consciously you know that you're a better mom if you take care of yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: that's part one. Part two is being a mom and all of the changes that brings, it's it's emotional. <laughs> it brings up a lot. And yeah. often it can trigger your own childhood stuff. And. I'm wondering if there's a part of you that's just avoiding quiet and avoiding space because there's something that is there that kind of on an emotional level that you may be a little scared or not wanting to experience or look at.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely struck a nerve and... I feel like the busyness or the busyness of my mind is the ego's way of pulling me out of that understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm not busy, then I'm, or if I'm not doing something, then I'm, yeah. Yeah. And my mom was very, uh, very much in the mental and very busy and keeps herself very busy and loves to basically give herself over to everything and everyone. And only in the last sort of few years has she really started developing much better self nurturing tendencies but the when I was growing up for sure i mean she was probably working two jobs and I was in you know daycare and my mom my dad had left and so yeah, I think she had a pretty i know she had a pretty rough time yeah. for several years with my having my brother as well and and then a divorce and single parent and not a lot of money and et cetera et cetera so And that was your model. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So maybe, sweetheart, there's some grief around not feeling like you had your mother's attention. Mm. Because you're seeing how much you love your daughter. And you're seeing how much you want to spend time with her. Yeah. And you're realizing you didn't really have that.
1: Mm. Yeah, that really struck struck a chord. I just got chills and I'm feeling a little bit emotional so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that feels very very accurate so just yeah. be with that mm.
0: i'm here with you just let yourself feel that you just let yourself feel that you know we know your mom did the best she could this isn't about making her wrong
1: yeah but
0: it's about honoring that you know as you have had a daughter and really feel what it feels like to mother and how much you want to be with her, hmm. that you didn't really have that.
1: hmm Yep. Yeah.
0: What did you really want from your
1: mother that you didn't get? What comes forward is like, uh, like her undivided love and attention mm-hmm. and just that acceptance actually comes through yeah Yeah. acceptance
0: what would acceptance have looked like
1: that I'm here and I'm that I love her and I just I think I wanted to be seen like that's I feel like I just wanted to be seen more I don't know if that makes sense but it's she was so consumed from for, from basically day one, and then that only got more intense as she, we brought on a step family and had issues. My brother and step sister and everything else. So I feel like it's, there's very. I feel like there's some grief coming from that infant self, mm-hmm. very much so. And then it, I feel like it just kind of continued for a long time. I feel like I became a middle child syndrome real mm-hmm. quickly, and and then I really wasn't getting any attention from anyone, you know, because there was trouble on either end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So Joanne, do you see that you are mothering yourself the way you were mothered?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it makes sense because the explosion of intensity of love that I have for my daughter is just, there's no words. Like I just see her and I just love her and I see her beautiful soul and I'm just so with her and so present to her. And it's, I I feel like there's a that's a challenging thing to do something that hasn't I haven't received myself exactly yeah, right huh <laughs> but what's
0: what's so wonderful is you're doing it, you're giving your daughter the kind of love and presence and acceptance and attention that your mom wasn't available to give you, yeah wow and you need to give yourself that, mm. It's time to mother yourself in the way that you weren't mothered. Mm -hmm. And so when you go upstairs to do your meditation or whatever, the reason I think that you run from it is because there's a lot of grief there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And this all got activated when you had a baby because you experienced what motherhood really feels like. And there's a part of you that's like, how, how come I wasn't loved this way?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels very accurate. Um, it actually relates to a lot of my breastfeeding issues too. When I, I think because my mom had a lot of trouble and she got mastitis and she just quit and I was only about four weeks old, Mm -hmm. but I had a lot of problems getting going. And I did for pretty much the first 18 months and we're still happily breastfeeding, thankfully. Mm. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was, I feel like that's a similar situation. Like, again, that wasn't something I received. So. Yeah. But look at this, like, can you just acknowledge yourself
0: for, let's actually have you do it out loud. I'd love you just to put one hand on your heart and one hand in your lower belly Okay. and just acknowledge yourself for the mother that you are and really list some specific things about the way you mother that you want to acknowledge
1: yeah I really acknowledge myself as a mother who when she's present she's really present and I see her and I see her beautiful soul and I listen to her and I hold her and I hug her so much and I kiss her all over a beautiful face and she just experiences my love in ways that I just, there's no words. And I prepare beautiful, organic, healthy food for her. I have been through every painful suffering associated with breastfeeding and I've continued for her to keep her healthy and to keep her with the best start to life and I uh I I provide for her in in ways that brings me joy and just let her know that she is so loved and I and I feel like I do that I, hmm.
0: and I s- what I want to acknowledge is that you Broke so many patterns,, mm.
1: yeah, <laughs> that's very true,
0: <laughs> yeah, but now that you know how to give it to her, it's time to give it to yourself,
1: mhm, yeah, because I can, <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 so what's beautiful is that you also went to the University of Santa Monica where I got mm-hmm. my master's degree and where you got your master's degree in spiritual psychology and know that about you. And so you mm-hmm. have a lot of tools yes. to use. And so what I would recommend, and people have heard me do this on the show with people, but I think it'd be really good for you to do it in your own space, but to go back and talk to that little baby Joanne mm-hmm. and and yeah. be with her Maybe get some photos of when you were a baby and like really be with her in a mothering way. And, you know, in, in the time that it is your meditation, it is it time that it is your due time, like allow these emotions to come up. Don't just try to meditate and bypass it. Let yourself have some grief around this.
1: hmm Yes.
0: Because yes. then you process the grief and release the grief and sadness, then you can forgive. You know, you can truly forgive your mother and you can forgive yourself. And you can really show up as an even better mother than you already are and you're already amazing. And more importantly, not more importantly, but also a mother to yourself.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Does this give you some clarity? Absolutely, yeah. We have chills from head to toe. (laughs) Thank you
0: beautiful <laughs> and do the action steps seem doable and like something that resonates with you
1: yeah yeah definitely i've i've had some really positive outcomes from speaking with my infant self in the past especially around the breastfeeding stuff um and i i know how powerful that is it's yeah extremely extremely powerful so yeah i feel very confident moving forward with that step beautiful
0: and just remember you are so unconditionally loved and accepted Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: I appreciate it.
0: Such beautiful vulnerability and honesty from Joanne and I'm thrilled we were able to uncover the block that was keeping her from her self-nurturing practices. Two things often come up as blocks when we attempt to take quiet time for ourselves away from distractions. One The guilt and sort of the expectation or thought that we should be doing other things that are quote unquote more productive. And two, feelings that perhaps we really, really don't want to feel or deal with can surface when we take that more quiet, meditative time. And perhaps you've heard people who've had children say something like, My children are totally my teachers. Maybe you've even said this or thought this yourself if you're a parent. This is accurate, just like our parents are our teachers, our children are our teachers. It's very common when people have a child that stuff from their own childhood gets triggered. You know, this makes sense because all of a sudden we have this little bean in front of us who we love so much and a lot of memories that maybe have been suppressed for years and years or just forgotten start to come forward. I even saw this with myself. I don't have kids, but I spend a lot of time around my nephews and spending time with them has brought forward memories from my own childhood that I've forgotten. So if you're a parent and you found that all this kind of stuff came up when you had kids, know that that's natural and there may be something there for you to look at. It is so, so important for parents to acknowledge this and not turn their entire focus onto the child. Listen, I cannot begin to understand mom or dad guilt or the anguish a parent feels when your child is suffering. But if you only focus on the child and their needs and you forget your own, in the long run, that is not the healthiest thing for you or your child. So let's talk about some of the specific things that came up on this call. There was definitely a connection between Joanne stopping self-care and the birth of her daughter. And as we talked, it felt deeper to me than just feeling guilty to take time for herself because she knew how important it was. As we talked, it became clear that she was unconsciously avoiding quiet, reflective time because there was grief there that some part of her was scared to address. But just the fact that she was on this coaching session with me and the information came through so clearly means she's ready to feel and deal with some of the old grief from her own infancy and childhood. And she can really hold that mothering space for herself. Joanne shared that her mother was not as emotionally available and nurturing as she craved. And although she's broken this pattern in the way she mothers her own daughter, which is awesome, she's not healed or acknowledged that grief and hurt inside herself. So my encouragement to her was to go and mother herself like she mothers her daughter. Go back and talk to that baby, that infant, that little girl who really just yearned for her mother's love and attention. And I encourage you to do the same if you resonated with Joanne's call, which brings me to our takeaways for today. First of all, self-nurturing. Make you time a priority and not you time as in just sitting and watching TV, you time in terms of your journaling, your meditation, your yoga practice, taking a bath and just being quiet. Give yourself this space so that if there are feelings there to address, they can come forward because suppressing them through distraction will eventually wear out or catch up with you. Second, Give yourself the love that you crave from your parents or even that you got from your parents that perhaps you're not giving yourself. And if there are any issues there with your parents, write them a forgiveness letter. Let them off the hook. Time to stop blaming them. And go back and have a conversation with your younger self, telling he or she anything that you yearn to hear from mom or dad that perhaps you didn't. I also mentioned in the call that Joanne studied spiritual psychology at USM, where I got my master's degree. Joanne was actually one of my students there when I was on faculty. So it's been amazing to see her growth and her progress. When she was a student, she wasn't married. She didn't have a baby. And it's just been amazing to see dreams come true. It's one of the many perks of doing this job. It's hard to even call this a job. I get to see a lot of dreams come true. And if you're curious about the University of Santa Monica, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. They don't offer the two-year master's degree program anymore, but they do offer beautiful programs. So I encourage you to check it out. Sending you so much love and many blessings.